Hey, hey, it's time for Queer Street. But before we can start talking today, I do have to apologize. I know, I know, I know everybody's thrown off. I know y'all had a horrible week because I didn't have an episode last week. And I'm so sorry. See, what happened was I was at Brad's till late and then I got home late and I meant to do it. Then I forgot. And then the next day I was like, oh my crap. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy crap. I forgot. And then I didn't do it again because I got busy. And then, you know, I was just like, well, fuck it now. It's going to be like two days late. So I was like, I'm just going to take a week off. And so I felt guilty and then I got over it and I'm fine. But, you know, I'm sorry. So I took a week off. But you know what? What you going to do? Sue me. And you're not going to get anything but bills anyway if you win. But anywho, we are here to talk about book number 23 double date. Now, this is not my favorite one, and it gets kind of confusing. You'll see why in a little bit, but it does have a good ending that does kind of redeem it, and it gets a star just for the ending. But let's get right to it. So it's double date, and the blurb on the back says, oh my God, it's so, it's it's like two, the number two, cool, two, like the number two, live, and then like a line, like you're doing an addition problem, you know, four, like the number long. So two, cool, two, live, four, long. Oh my Lord. Did I tell, I forgot to tell you this, April 1st, 1994, no fooling. That was literally what's on the back. Oh my God, it's so cringeworthy. Ugh. But it comes in at 161 pages. And here the blurb, it says, no girl in her right mind would say no to date, to a date with Bobby Newkirk. Not with those great looks, that easy charm and that awesome way he plays the guitar. Of course, some people think he's just a bit conceited. But when it comes to breaking hearts, that hasn't slowed Bobby down one bit, at least not until the beautiful Wade twins moved to Shadyside. And Bobby brags his friends that they'll both fall for him. And they do. But too bad for Bobby, the twins never learn to share. One of them is jealous, mysteriously jealous. Oh, murderously jealous. <laughs> not mysteriously, it's murderously. <laughs> Oops. Uh, is it quiet, shy Bree or bold, sexy Samantha? Bobby had better figure it out or his double fun will turn into double terror. Bum, bum, bum. I know, right? Right? And then on the cover, it's a good cover. So up in the foreground, you know, we have a guy who obviously is supposed to be Bobby. And his arm is around this girl. She's got dark hair and there's a little butterfly tattoo on her shoulder. And then in the background, looking at them is a girl that looks exactly like her. And she is pissed. She is not having what she is seeing happen on this park bench. No, no, no. So she is just like, mm -mm, mm -mm, you better not. Okay. So it's a good, it's a good, um, it's a good cover. And that little tagline on the front says two's company, but three can be murder. And you know, I used to love that show three's company. Oh, it was one of my favorite when I was growing up. Oh, I'm showing my age, but so, you know, Bill Schmidt did us proud with his, with this cover. I really like it. So it's good. It's good. It's good. And it also saves the book a little bit. So let's get right into it. So we meet Bobby Newkirk. Yeah. He's a bit conceited. He's actually a giant douche canoe. I mean, we start the book, he's kissing this girl named Ronnie Mitchell, and he's got a devilish grin, and he's bragging about how he has gone out with all six cheerleaders, and he just dates people left and right, well, girls left and right, you know, and then we meet uh, Kimmy Bass, which, if you know the cheerleaders series, she is one of the characters from that, so we'll get to that later when we talk about those books, but um, she comes up to me, she's like, where were you last night for a date, and he actually says to her, he got a better offer, and he went out with someone else, and she's all like, Ah, but she's still kind of flirting with him because I guess he's that good looking. So he's in a band with his two friends, Arnie and Paul, and they're all talking about how these two new girls have moved to Shadyside. Of course, they've moved to Fear Street, obviously, and their names are Bree and Samantha. They're identical. They've got creamy skin. They've got straight dark hair. And 
of course, douche canoe Bobby, he's so full of himself, he bets Arnie and Paul that he's going to be able to get a date with both of them, okay? So they're done with their band practice, and he and he's uh, talking about all of this, and he's arguing with Arnie's girlfriend, Melanie, who he describes as kind of chunky. Oh, poor Melanie. God, there's always a chunky girl lately. And um, he, he's thinking about how he went out with her for the longest forever. It was only, it was three months, you know? And so then he's like, but he meets a girl, you know what? And so, you know, they move on. You know, he dropped her like a hot potato. And so she's still, she's still uh, pretty pissed about it. So then he meets this girl. He sees one of the twins. And he's like, oh, he doesn't know who it is. Turns out it's Brie and she can sing. And he's like, hey, you should join our band or come listen to us talk sometime. And she's, and, um, and she's like, oh, I do like to sing, but my sister Samantha, she's the better singer. He's like, well, why don't you come see us on Friday? We're going to be playing, you know? And she's like, okay. And he's like, woo, one down. So he goes and tells Arnie and Paul. And then that night, or right there, he calls and asks Samantha out on Saturday. So she, um, she answers and she's like, we were just talking with you. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, Brie was saying you, she, you're going to have her sing in a band. I'd like to try that. It'd be fun. Yada, yada, yada. He's flirting. He's putting his moves on on the phone. And he asks her out to go out Saturday. And she, of course, agrees. So, bada bing, bada boom. It's not even been an hour. He's got a date with both of these twins. And he is happy. So, he's going to see Brie on Friday and Samantha on Saturday. He's like, don't tell don't you know she's like we just won't tell my sister brie you know and so the guys are all congratulating him because he's an asshole and they're like Woo, what could go wrong well bitch what could go wrong you just wait you just wait so he's at with the he's um they're at the mill you know he's with brie the band's playing at the mill and they're done and she's like oh my gosh you were so rad you know she says something like that and so they go it together afterwards you know so they talk and be alone they're flirting you know yada 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 all that get to know your cool shit that you do on the first date and she's like why don't you come over tomorrow he's like uh i can't i'm busy you know and she's like well i've really enjoyed i want to see you again he's like well definitely you know so he's you know this douchey horn dog so he's all down for it right so then the next night he's with sam and she's the sexy one and um She's, you know, she's a little bit wild. She's more forward. And then suddenly she's there. Um, they're at the mall and, uh, and she's like, oh, there's Brie. And that was like the cliffhanger. It wasn't really a good cliffhanger because, okay. But ends up, she was just kidding. They're at the mall and they're kind of just walking around and she's talking about jewelry and she ends up stealing some earrings from the jewelry store. And, all of a sudden, she's like, run. She grabs them. They run. They're running through the mall. The, what do you call them? Security guards chasing them. And they're running through the food court. And in my head, I'm picturing the food court at my mall, even though I haven't been to the mall forever. Because it's just so crowded. And you have COVID and everything. I don't want to get the Rona. But um, I do love the mall at Christmas time, though. Oh, I obviously didn't go this last Christmas. But, oh, the mall at Christmas is so great. You're just walking around with all these shopping bags. There's trees and Christmas music and big fake reindeer. And everybody just seems happy and broke. <sighs> Anywho, back to the story. So they're running through the mall. He gets caught. But turns out it's not really the same uh, security guard that was uh, chasing them. It's another one. He's like, you guys need to stop running, you know. So then Sam's like, woo, we got away with it. And she's like, let me drive your car. So they're driving. She drives like a bat out of hell because she's the crazy wild one, you know. So we really get that. Okay, Mr. Stein, we get it. She's a crazy driver. She drives up to River Ridge 
And, you know, which is where everybody goes to kiss. That's the necking point where they go to do all that. But um, so she's like, there's one way to tell us apart and I'll tell you later. Oh, okay, Samantha, get your, get your Mac on, tease him, you know, make him want that. So she's like, but you got to be careful with Brie. She can be strange when she's hurt. You can't, you can't hurt her feelings. So he's all like, hmm, that's a little bit sus, but okay. So we're back at school. Kimmy's still pissed at him because, you know, he dumped her or he stood her up and, you know, but she's a cheerleader. She'll get over it. Well, some shit goes down in the cheerleader books, but again, we'll get to that later. So he runs into Melanie and Arnie and Paul. Melanie's all pissed because she's our, she knows what's going on. She's not happy with it. Uh, Paul is, uh, Paul's all congratulated. Paul and Arnie are congratulating him in three minutes. And then, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, so then, uh, oh my goodness, I lost my place in my notes and I got totally thing. So, um, so Paul's like, you had a date, you know, you're the, you're the Mac daddy and whatever you say back in 1994. I don't know. I was a dork. Uh, well, dorkier than, or maybe I'm dorkier now. I don't know. Anywho, but so, so there, so he's at home that night and he gets a phone call and it's, it's someone saying two's a company, three's a crowd, which again makes me think of that three's company. Oh, I can sing the whole song for you right now where it starts coming up. Oh, I love it so much. It's anyway, but the person on the phone says two's company, three's a crowd and you'll pay. And he's like, uh, Samantha, is that you? Ha ha. Turns out it's just Arnie. He's playing, playing a game with him probably because he's jealous. And so they get talking about, start talking about Melanie. He's like, yeah, she's pretty pissed at you, dude. And, and and Bobby's all like, why is she so mad? Really? Because you're a major douche. You're an ass. I mean, this is probably my least favorite character in 23 books. He is so, you know, there's, there's something to be said for like an unlikable character, but he is like hateable. He is such a, a horrible horrible person. And, but you know, we don't always get a fear street with a guy as a main character. So I guess we got to take what we can get. So anywho, he hangs up with Arnie and the doorbell rings. It's Bree. And she's like, we have to talk. He's immediately worried that he's, she's found out. Right. So he's like, well, if she finds out, I'll just tell her. Yeah. But I, 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 I made a mistake, but you're my favorite. Yada, yada, yada. And she's all, but that's not what she came to talk about. She's like, Samantha's seen someone, but she won't tell me who. And she tells me everything. He's like, well, I, I'll try to help. I can try to find out, you know, I'll ask around. And um, so then he's, uh, he's with Sam the next night. It gets really confusing because Sam, Bree, Sam, Bree. Sam, and I know they have different names, you know, so I understand it, but it goes, he sees them back and forth a lot. So it does get a little confusing. So cut me some slack. <laughs> and so he's with Sam and she's like, you've got to break up with, with uh, Brie. You've got to break up with her. I'm, I don't want to share you. Right. And so um, Brie is suspicious. She's like, if Brie is suspicious, you know, she'll do anything. If you break her, if you uh, break her harder things, so you've got to let her down gently. So she's warning him again. Okay. So once again, we're with Sam. She's driving crazy again. We get it. She's the wild sister. She's, you know, driving like a bat out of hell, a devil may care, you know, <laughs> so and she's like did you break up with Brie yet did you break up with Brie yet she's like I heard you took you went out to you took her out to a party with uh, at Suki's house yay Suki I love her she pops up every now and then that fun loving hoe um and he's like wow these sisters are so different Brie is all sweet and quiet and nice and Samantha's all crazy and sexy and fun you know they're at the mall and he's like are you gonna shoplift again she's like no I'm not are you crazy 
you are. So she dares him to steal this bracelet. He lifts up the case to the, I, he, for some reason he does it because I guess he's so thinks with his dick. I don't know what's going on with this guy other than the fact that he's just a deplorable human. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry, Bobby, you are. So they start to run, and then suddenly he looks around, there's no Sam there. Thankfully, though, they've outrun the, the um, what you call it, the security guards again, because apparently theft is rampant at Division Street Mall, if you're Bobby, I guess. But anyway, so you think that they, you know, these rent-a-cops would get off their ass, but no, apparently you can just do whatever the hell you want. And so they go to leave the mall, and they see Bree watching them. She storms over. She's pissed. Sam looks scared, so he's freaking out, right? And so quick thinking, he thinks, oh, I just ran into Sam. I was uh, here shopping, and we were talking about you. And she's like, oh, yeah, he thought I was you, and yada, yada. And so whew, that was a close one. Bree buys it. And then they leave to go shopping together, and Bobby's like, these bitches are nuts. But yet he still, you know, is like, I gotta have a piece of that. <sighs> then you get, what you, you get what's coming to you, asshole. Anywho, so he goes to his car, he leaves them all, and all of his tires are slashed. And he sees a car coming up toward him, and Melanie's in the car. So he's thinking immediately that Melanie did it, okay? And she's, she's like, I'm on my way to Arnie's. Oh my God, what happened to your car? So he thinks it's definitely her, right? So she gives him a list. It's a list. I'm sorry. She gives him a lift. And, um, you know, I guess, he'll, I don't know, they'll call a tow truck. Who knows what the hell happens? My tires have never been slashed. So at school on Monday, he's like, well, maybe it wasn't Melanie because girls aren't strong enough to slash a car. Now, I know this is the 90s, but God, he's such a chauvinist asshole. God, he's so hateable. And so, you know, by now we're about halfway through the book and I really am not liking it. Not a lot's happening. He's a jerk. It's getting tiresome going back and forth between these two sisters. But, you know, it picks up a little, I promise. Stay with me here. So he sees Bree and waves and goes after her. Then he runs into Sam. See, I told you. She sneaks him into the science lab where they, they spend some time looking at their science projects. And I kid you not, his is these two monkeys. Now, what the hell? I don't know where you went to school. But in my school, even, I mean, granted, high school's different than, you know, but like, who the hell has monkeys just laying around in school for a science, a science, uh, uh, what do you call it, project? Live monkeys. What the hell, shady side? I don't know what's going on. This, I mean, it's who knows? It's probably, you know what? It's probably that damn monkey from Outbreak. That's probably what's going on in shady side. They got the fucking Outbreak monkey. Anywho, she says, "Well, I promised you, I'd tell you um, a different uh, way to tell us a different." She pulls down her um, shirt, not her. Well, then pull the whole shirt down. You know, she's not. You know, she, she's the slutty sister, but she's not that slutty. She's got standards. Just her shoulder, and there's a blue butterfly tattoo on her left shoulder. Ooh, she's dangerous. So, um, so then they, they start, he, of course, he's totally, you know, bonerific about this. And so they start talking about this, and then she's like, well, let me show you my um, science project. And it's these big, giant cannibal ants from New Zealand, and they're eating a dead mouse. And he's all like, yikes. Right? I mean, how creepy, bitch. But whatever. You're the crazy sister. So they're performing again. Bobby picks up his guitar, goes to go strum it, and then crackle. You know, like sparks fly. He wakes up. Turns out he was, like, nearly electrocuted. The wire's been cut. He's like, someone's trying to kill me. You know, he he's on the phone with Samantha later that night. He's like, do you think it could have been Bree? You know, you warned me. Yada, yada, yada. She's like, you did say she would do anything. You know, 
what's going on? You know, first, you know, first the note, or first I got that phone call, now this. And then all of a sudden, Brie comes into his room. He's like, oh, shit, did she hear me talking? So he hangs up. And she's like, your mom let me in. I had to come check on you. Are you okay? And he, she hugs him before she goes. I mean, she's just there for like two seconds. I mean, crap, you could have brought like a soup or something. I don't know. So... He's worried about, you know, is, is she sincere? Is she batshit crazy going to kill me? I don't know. So he's now with Arnie and he's all like, dude, something's going on. But yet still, he doesn't want to cut these girls loose. He's still got it. He's got it. He's got to tap both of them, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what Haskell boys do in that situation. I mean, I was one, but definitely not in this situation for Catch My Griff. But anyway, so he's like, first, you know, that I've got that um, the note, then someone's trying to, or not note, the phone call, then someone's trying to electrocute me. And so Melanie's all there, and Melanie's like, maybe someone's trying to tell you to stop. Finally, the voice of reason from the chunky girl. I mean, really, get a clue, Bobby, get a clue. I don't need Vanna to turn around a fucking letter here. Let's go. So she's like, I remember how you hurt me. It doesn't feel good. And he's all like, ah, you just want me back. Of course, that's what he's going to say because he's a douche. And so she's like, ugh. So she she leaves. And then he drives to go meet Sam. They're like, let's just cruise around. She's like, mom's out with Bree. We can stay around. And he's like, um, he's like, do you think it's Bree doing all this again? I want to talk about it. And she's like, let's not talk about her. And he looks at her shoulder and there's no tattoo. He's like, oh, shit, it's not Sam. He's like, where's your tattoo? But she's turned the music up. She's like, can't hear him. They're talking. And he's like, are you Brie? And then she gets real pissed. Because, I mean, if I, I'm assuming if you're dating a twin, the last thing they want to talk about is you thinking they're the other one. I mean, that's probably just, I mean, he's already an asshole, but that's probably just poor taste, right? So she's like, what tattoo? I don't have a tattoo. My parents would never let me get one. She's like, are you okay? And he thinks by now, I'm fucking losing my mind. She's like, take me home. Because, you know, he's all made her mad. Next day at school, both twins now are ignoring him. And he goes to his locker and there's a white sheet of paper taped to it. And, and it says, this is you inside. He opens it. There's a bloody monkey's head. Now, you know, guys, we have talked about this before. I don't know what is wrong with the locks on the lockers at Shadyside High. But if people can put dead cats and notes and monkey heads in there. Maybe we need to reevaluate what we do with our lockers. Maybe if they, I don't know if they don't have locks, if, if, if like, I, I don't know. Once again, PSA, lock your damn lockers. I mean, I, I had, you know, your little dial, you had to remember, you know, so many right, then left, then right again, and then you click it and it opens and shit. You know, even if it didn't have like the lock lock, you know, like you had to buy like the, you know, what's it called? You know, like where it's got the dial on it. It's got the little hooky to go through the thingy. They have a built-in one. Apparently not in Shadyside or, or that or they just have really shitty locks. Anybody can pick them. Anywho, he throws up because there's a bloody monkey head. I mean, you know, who wouldn't, you know? Arnie comes in, picks up the monkey head. Turns out it's just a toy. Well, now he's pissed because now, you know, he's got that phone call. He was nearly electrocuted and there's a bloody fake monkey head. But once again, lock your damn locker. We could have avoided this one. But he's with Sam. It's Saturday now. She's like, I'm going to take you to a secret place. We have to talk. So um, uh, they, um, we have to talk. So we're going to, she's like, you've, you've got to let her go. Uh, you've got to dump her, whatever, yada, yada, yada. I don't want to share you anymore. It's too late to break up. We need to do this. We're going to have to kill her. 
and she's not joking. So of course he's all like, okay, really? Okay. Yeah. You know, I guess he's just still distraught over that fake monkey head. I don't know. So he, she pushes back her hair. He looks at her tattoo or her shoulder and notice there's a tattoo. So now he's really fucking, you know, like what's going on? You know, I would be more concerned the fact that I just agreed to murder someone, but you know what? I mean, I guess at this point, who knows what the hell's going on through his horn dog mind. I don't know. So she's like, Bobby, you're confused. I always have this tattoo. And he's like, maybe both of these bitches are crazy. Uh, no, Bobby, maybe you're crazy. Maybe you're just an asshole. Think with your head, you know, the one up here on your shoulders. <laughs> but boom. So she takes him to the secret spot. It's the family's cabin. She's like, I forgot the keys. So force the door open. So they force it open. They go inside. It's rustic. She's like, we're going to bring her here. We'll kill her together. And he's like, I don't know now, you know, and now he's having second thoughts. Oh, wow. The douche has a conscience now. He's like, I'm thinking to myself, I have to, I have to call Brie. So she takes, drops, um, drops Samantha back off at the house, goes home, calls Brie. And she's like, we're at dinner. You're going to see me later tonight at eight. I, I can't talk right now. <sighs> right. I mean, come on. So he ends up picking her up. He tells Brie, you know what? There's some shit going on. You know, I, I don't know what's going on. She's like, wait a minute. I got to tell you something. We're not twins. We're triplets. Mic drop. What the fuck? So, you know, in his mind, he's thinking, wow, that's a third. You know, he's now it's a threesome. It's a foursome. It's a, it's a fucking orgy. It's a party here. So she's like, her name is Jenny Lynn. But, um, uh, Sam was home all weekend. You must have been with her. She's dangerous. She was sent to live with her with our aunt because she locked us in our room and set fire to the house. I mean, shit. That's some crap. You sent a she she locked you in your bedroom and set fire to the house, and you didn't put her in no asylum or something. Instead, you just sent her to live with an aunt. That's just vacation. That's just vacation. Anywho, who am I to judge? So she's like, and Jenny Lynn, the way you can tell her is because she has a tattoo. Well, now he's totally freaking the fuck out because he's like, has it been her this whole time? He's like, well, now I have to go tell Arnie. So he goes to tell Arnie because I guess, you know, poor Arnie. Arnie's just probably trying to just make it through high school. He's in this band. He's he's dealing with Melanie as a girlfriend. She seems like she's got her shit together. And here he's got, I mean, at, at first it was probably fun to be with this douche canoe popular guy. But now... He's probably tired of hearing. I know I would be tired of hearing this shit. But he goes to Arnie's. He's like, this family is nuts. No shit. And so, uh, but Melanie's with him. Melanie first, she's like, how did you hear that? I can't talk about that. Uh, he's like, I know you've known them since elementary school. Yada, yada, yada. She's like, I'm not going to talk about this. Yada, yada. You know, I'm leaving. Right? And so, <laughs> God. He's, and so he's like, well, I have to do something. He's And he literally thinks they're, too hot, but they're also too crazy. So even at this point, he's still, you see what I mean? You see, do you see what I mean with this guy? I loathe him so much. So he, he goes to see Sam. You see how it's confusing? Sam, Bree, Sam, Bree. I mean, when the fuck does he do homework? How is he not failing? I don't know. So and he tells Bree that um, what he's like, he's, or he tells Sam, he's like, look, I told Brie, this is what she told me. And Sam's like, oh no, Brie must be in bad shape. We're not triplets, we're twins. That's what she says when she's going through a bad time. <sighs> See, if, if you had kept it in your pants, we wouldn't be in this problem. So she's like, take me home, I have to tell my parents. She has fantasies about this. He's like, let me see your shoulder. And she's like, what? And he's like, 
let me see your shoulder. So there's no tattoo. She's like, you know, I don't have a tattoo. Now he's like, I, he, this, this idiot doesn't know his ass from a hole on the ground anymore. He's so confused. This is, I mean, I feel a little bit bad for him because he's probably just really confused, but you know, he's getting what comes to him. So it's night, he's at home and he, he's, he's like, one of these bitches is lying. And he's probably still thinking it doesn't matter. I still want her, but one of them's lying. He's like, and then the phone rings and it's like, this is Jenny Lynn. I saw you with Brie earlier. She's like, when are we going to kill? When are we going to, when are we going to kill her? Just like you promised me. And before he can be all like, what? You know, because that's not, you know, he's like, Sam was, so he doesn't know what the hell to believe. She hangs up. Right. So he tries calling Sam in the morning, but the line is busy. Of course. So one way girl arrives at five for a date. He doesn't know. He honestly has no clue anymore. He does not know which bitch is there. Which bitch? <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, like a sandwich shop. That's which witch though, not which bitch. Hmm. Um, now I'm just hungry for a sandwich. And he he concludes though that it must be Sam because she's wearing a magenta midriff. You know, Brie is very quiet and tame and wouldn't uh, dress that way. But you know, Sam's the the slutty sister. And we think she's got a tattoo. Who the hell knows anymore? So <laughs> he's all like, Jenny Lynn, call me last night. She's like, I told you we're not triplets. That must have been Brie. We have to get to the cabin. We have to get ready to murder her. And now he looks at her. She's got a tattoo. You see where I get, I get what Stein is trying to do here, but it goes on a little too long and it gets a little too, not confusing, but a little too like, huh? You know? So he's like, what the fuck? You have a tattoo? She's like, yeah, I showed it to you in the science lab. Remember with your crazy monkeys and my, my cannibalistic ants. So they're at the cabin and he's all like, I, I don't know what's going on anymore. So he goes to the, to the cabin and he turns around and then to say, to, you know, say, come on, let's go. And wham, she knocks him upside the head with a Coke bottle. <laughs> Finally, this is where the story picks up. Let me tell you, this is where the story picks up. It starts to get better because he's getting what's coming to him, right? So he wakes up. He's, oh my God, I'm paralyzed. But he's really just tied to a chair. <laughs> and he realizes his jeans are gone and they're in the fire. And he sees Sam and she's putting his jeans in the fire, which is funny because he's sitting there just in his, his drawers and his boxers and his shirt. And she's like, I'm Jenny Lynn. He's like, no, you're not. There's no such. She's like, yes, it is me. She's like, I don't want them to be happy. I've never wanted to be happy. She's got a fire poker. She's walking toward him. And he, he thinks she's either going to beat the shit out of him or stab him through the chest, which, you know, maybe she should have, maybe she should have put it into him and put it into all of this. I'm not advocating murder, but you know what? If you got to do it, you got to do it. Instead, she pours honey on him and releases all of those ants. <laughs> oh, that's a really shitty way to die, let me tell you. So he's screaming, no, the ants are climbing all over him, biting him in his eyes and his mouth and his never. And so she she leaves and she's like, Wahaha, you know, you're gonna be here to die. There's ants all over. He knocks the chair over and all with that honey all over him, he's all sticky and slippery. He's able to free himself, knocks the um ants off and runs outside. He's like, I got I gotta get out of here, clearly. Of course, how he thinks he's going to get out, I don't know. He's covered in honey in his drawers in the middle of the woods. Where, where are you going? I don't know. But a car drives up. It's Melanie. She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He's like, we have to we have to warn um, them. He tells her about Jenny Lynn. She's like, oh, my God. You know, she's I can't, we, I can't believe this is happening again. So he gets in her car, which it does not say. If someone I did not like was covered in honey and ants, I 
would really have reservations about them sitting on my car. Now, maybe Melanie has leather seats. They're easier to clean than cloth seats. I'm not sure, but it doesn't say maybe she had a towel or a sheet, but this part bothered me because he's covered in fucking honey and he's just going to sit in your seat. Do you know how difficult that's going to be to clean up Melanie? <sighs> Teens. So they go, <laughs> they drive all the way back to the house and she's like, I'm so scared. I can't believe this. He burst through the door. He's like, Samantha, Bree, Jenny Lee, Tremme, she's, he starts just rambling and the, his, the dad is there and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he doesn't really say that, but you know, that's what he's thinking. He's like, triplets, cabin, we don't have a cabin. We don't have triplets. It's just the twins. And so now <laughs> Bobby is really fucking confused and still covered in honey, my ass. He looks around and Melanie has snuck over. There's these other girls. There's Kimmy, of course, and there's... Uh, the Ronnie, that chick he was macking on at the very beginning. And there's obviously the twins and they're looking around and the dads are like, neither of my daughter has. And it, Bobby is just like relaying all the events of the book that had happened, you know, and just like a word vomiting all over the place. And the dad's like, neither of my daughters has a tattoo and they can't drive. He's like, they, they, they don't have driver's license. He's like, you need to leave now, you crazy honey boy. And so as he's leaving, Bobby realizes that, all of these girls have played a trick on him and that this was the payback for him being such an asshole. Right. I mean, that's pretty cool. Right. I, I I'm, I'm, I'm happy with this for payback. Right. I mean, what better payback than to cover him and honey and have ants eat him alive. Although it didn't really work out because now he's not alive, but at least they still got payback unless they thought maybe he was going to free himself. Maybe she purposely didn't tie his restraints too, too tight. You know, I don't know. Regardless, regardless though, <laughs> he is made at a, a fool made out of himself in front of all these girls that he has completely, you know, screwed over and the twins, dad who thinks he's a psychopath. Right. And so a couple days later, he walks, um, walks, uh, it's at school and he goes to his locker. There's an envelope in his locker again. Now an envelope, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, Dusty, those lockers have the vents. You could just sleep. You could just slip the envelope through the crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. You're probably fucking right. But it bothers me that yet again, there's something in his locker. Ugh. I know. I know. It's. I know. I. But I, as much as as much as I hate it, I love it because you know, if everybody at Shady said lock their locker, there wouldn't be any fun monkey heads and dead cats. So you know what? Keep lock lock your locker. Don't lock your locker. But you know when when there's when your locker's full of blood, don't come crying to me. That's all I'm saying. And so he opens up the, the letter and it says, twins don't have secrets. We knew the whole time, you know, and there's a temporary butterfly tattoo. But -um boom Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Dusty, who died? I'm sad to report nobody. I'm very sad to report nobody. This is a three book streak with no deaths. Mr. Stein, hello. Did you, did you forget that? You haven't killed anybody yet in three books. So we're at book number 23 and we're only at 18 deaths. So our ratio is quickly dwindling. So that right there, uh-uh, mm -mm, mm -mm. I'm not happy with that. I'm not happy with that. We need the bodies. Where is the body? Show me the body. <laughs> so nobody died. I gave it a rating of four. For most of it, I was hovering at a three, but that ending, I will admit, even though he didn't die, okay, 
it was a good ending, you know, with all of those girls getting their revenge. So I, I, you know, you know, me too, female power. I love that part. So I bumps a star, even though nobody died. So I, I, I will like that because I hated him so much. But this is the lowest rated on Goodreads so far at 3.59. So a lot of people didn't like it. Probably because they didn't like fucking Bobby. Anywho, I had to add a new category um, of revenge for our, our fear category because it didn't really fit us because nobody died. There wasn't really crazy people. So this is our first revenge motivated. I mean, we had some other revenge ones, but they were ended up with murder, which is, you know, the best way to end up with revenge, I guess. But not here. Bobby didn't die. Darn. So no deaths. But you know what? No deaths. We still, we are going to get a queer out of this though. So I thought long and hard to myself about who is it going to be? It clearly is not Horndog Bobby because apparently he's just got to tap every girl at Shady's at Hi. But you know what? So I thought, you know what? What about the twins? Which twin? And I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Maybe the, maybe it was Samantha. And she's she's overtly sexual to hide. No, I don't think it was. I'm gonna go with Brie as the as the as the queer here. I think Brie, that's why she was quiet. She was the more subdued, quiet one. And I think Samantha was just a hoe. I just think she was the slutty trampy sister. And instead of Brie being the quiet, demure sister, she's just the lesbian sister. You know, that's cool too. So that's our queer. So a disappointing nobody episode, but you know, they can't all be death. Sometimes, sometimes you just wind up in honey and getting eaten alive by ants, but you don't really die. You just end up with a bunch of bites. Maybe he went, I mean, I, he could have, maybe they're, maybe they're all lumpy and raised and I don't know, maybe he had to get an EpiPen or something cool like that. And, you know, anaphylaxis and shit, but oh, well. So next week, and it will be next week, I promise, because I'm back now. Guess who's back? <laughs> next week is called the thrill club so hopefully it'll be thrilling because it will be full of death but we'll just have to see we know that it's going to be um full of at least one queer but until then welcome me back it's good to see you again and stay queer bye